Hello and welcome to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges, or T-O-Triple-T-B. My name is John and I play Percival Silverlight. Thank you for joining us on our 30th episode. Not that 30 necessarily means an awful lot, but you're probably wishing you were about 29. Remember, you can always catch us on our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram on T-O-Triple-T-B podcast. So I've got a little bit of sad news. About two weeks ago, Natalia and myself lost my father and I kind of felt that this episode was a little bit fitting just to say thanks, Dad. Uh, You've supported me in every artistic direction I've taken, uh, be it music, art, or putting on stupid voices. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to dedicate this to him. So, Brian William Hull, thank you. Obviously, in this time of COVID, we do realise that others are going through similarly trying times. So, hopefully with this podcast, we can give everybody else a little bit of entertainment a little bit of distraction. I also wanted to give a quick thank you to the other trolls. Uh, they've been amazing, really supporting Natalia and myself through this time. And our listeners, thank you for continuing to listen. And the tabletop role-playing community, thanks for doing what you do. So in this time of strife, let's all strap on our armour pick up our rapiers, and adventure. Percival Silverlight. We are back in Port Ninzaru, a mysterious and exotic city filled with danger and excitement. Since leaving for the jungle two weeks ago on the hunt for a terrible death curse known as the Soulmonger, we have decided to reconvene at the city in which we started. The jungles of Chalt have taught us that we will need assistance, equipment, and preparation. This said, we have managed to find out several important things on our trip into that very jungle. The Order of the Gauntlet is currently holed up at Camp Vengeance on the River Sushan Star, and they are woefully underprepared and in dire straits. They need help. We must also talk to Grandfather Zatembe of the Temple of Severas, not least because we need help to scry on the Soulmonger, but also because we must deliver the grim news of the passing of Inet. 
After spending an evening at the local bathhouse to recover and relax after our long journey, we must now discuss what we intend to do. Adventure! So, I think I think we need to uh, talk about stuff, so... Oh, I don't know if yeah. we should do it Yeah, so I'm going to say, are you guys, are you guys having yeah. the team meeting, or... Well, we... Uh, You're not having the team meeting in the public bathhouse? Seems like the best place. I mean, we're all relaxed and naked, <laughs> so... And everyone's around to hear us. <laughs> Is there any other place? Yeah. If we're trying to keep things secret. We don't know how rich people are, because they're naked, so we don't know what clothes they wear to how much money they've got to know if they're going to go and tell the princes that we've got a jug, or... Oh, yeah, geez. it's kind of... Yeah. That's kind of a, that's kind of an interesting thing is that in the bathhouse everybody is naked so you can't actually tell yeah. how well off anybody is. Mm. So it's kind of like everyone the only people to look out of place are you three that aren't from Chult. Because everyone in here is Chulton. So yeah. it's you you guys are the three white people. I, no 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 no. In the public bathhouse. Oh no, she isn't white. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, sorry. My bad. But, um, yeah. First of all, stand up sort of thumb, I imagine. Um, and the big, big jock over there as well, yeah. Yeah, so somehow has a hammer on him. I <laughs> <laughs> thought we weren't going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> or, or at least a mace, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a license for that weapon? Are you guys, um, guys going to discuss what you're doing, or are you going to leave that for going back to the Giggling I, I think if we head back to... Uh, to the giggling squid or something like that even if we end up just sat in in one of the rooms so that we've just got a little bit of privacy mm. yeah. um yeah. I, I think okay. that makes okay. sense i agree exactly okay then so yeah. if that's the case you spend however long you'd like to spend in the bath there's no sort of like point when somebody's like right your your time's up you need to leave it's you know you you are there to relax and again the water it just stays that temperature the whole time so there's probably a bit of pruning Deliquise lays something over her eyes to um, be able to just put her head against the back of the bath. And she's kind of like just meditating, really, just oh, yeah. laying there quietly. Yeah, no, that that absolutely. I don't know what the Sheldon equivalent of cucumber would be. Oh, but, no, it's uh, a cucumber. Yeah, It'd be anything that, like that, a cloth, can... you know, like a flannel or something. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> Party fruit. <laughs> anyway, uh, that is, yeah, that's definitely something that's available. Yeah. The, the, priests, uh, the priests and priestesses of Soon are, as I say, they're there to make sure that you guys are enjoying yourselves. They obviously they have only so many things that they that they can do, but yeah, they they make sure that you guys are nice and relaxed. They provide you with nice sort of fluffy towels um, to dry yourselves off with afterwards. Once you hand them back your uh, your little ticket, they were able to retrieve your gear for you, which seems to have been dried. Like you know, you walked over in the rain and it was it was soaking wet, and now it's, somehow it's been dried out and uh, feels sort of almost brand new. Superb. And you head on back, immediately back into the rain again. Um, <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, now that you're clean, you know, you at least... Yes, your clothes might get wet again, but in this weather, you can't help that. No, it's true. But you at least do feel... You feel more rejuvenated, even if you don't actually get, like, a, a hit point bonus or anything like that. Is You feel more alive after having sort of had a wash. Heading back to the Giggling Squid, you find the evening sort of worn on. This is probably represented about... Mm, two maybe three hours of your afternoon so you're now sort of heading toward evening time there's still daylight so it's not like the end of the day is nigh but you've got maybe four or five hours of sunlight left so if, if you wanted to go and do something you could do before turning in 
you said something about finding a room or do you want to get some food and a table well, we, i think i already didn't i buy two rooms um, yeah we've got market. two rooms you did it's just are you are you going up to the rooms to chat about this or do you want to stay in the tavern should we eat dinner first well, and um, then could get room service what in a weatherspoons type tavern <laughs> this isn't the posh tavern <laughs> what <laughs> don't understand <laughs> So maybe maybe should we eat dinner and then go up to one of our rooms? Uh, if somebody wants to grab a bottle and we'll sit and talk up there about what we're going to do. Or? Sounds absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah, you head on up to your room. And as I say, you've got your jug, you've got your missives. And it's yeah. what you guys want to discuss and work out what you're going to do. Uh, on the way upstairs, just before we leave the bar area, mm-hmm. is there anybody that I should be aware of? Like, Is there anybody looking particularly suspicious other than us? Roll me a perception check. Thank you. Ooh, 18 and do, 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 do. that is 23 no no there's, there's nobody particularly um you have a good look around and nobody seems to be paying you you know more attention you know it's people are looking your way but it's not like with malicious intent you know maybe one or two of the patrons are giving you a bit of a, a waggly eyebrow look but beyond that that's you know that's there's nothing nefarious going on as far as you can tell okay so you head up to your rooms. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably not the same room as before, but it's got a similar kind of, you know, there's there's a bed, there's a little bowl that fills up with water that you can, you know, wash your face in or get some drinking water from. Last time, Sibby had a reinforced room, and um, I think Percy was on his own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I assume you've sort of gone to one of the rooms, not like, yeah. I don't know, somehow just gone to split yourselves again. Um, can <laughs> I suggest uh, that we yeah. go to Percy and Zibby's room? Or well, actually, Siliqui suggests, uh, can we, uh, Zibby, should we all go into your room to have a talk? Siliqui didn't let on the reason why is if Percival drives her mad enough, but at least she can leave and go to her own room. She, could, she hasn't got to wait for them to leave. <laughs> it's like the party it's at your house enough. where that you is... have to wait for everybody to leave before you can go to bed. So, yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Okay, so, yeah, you gather in the room. As I say, you've got your missives. You have your jug. You have the news of Annette's death, and there is also, though not as urgent, there was the recommendation from Firebeard to speak to an albino dwarf guide. Yeah. Uh, Musharib. Oh, Musharib, okay. yes. We've got a lot of um, things to do while we're here. Do you think there's some that we should do, um, just some of us, or is there any preference to who does what, or who think who you think is best... Um, I don't think it's wise Taste. to split the party purely purely on a from a player's perspective as well. Yeah, is that because the single oldest no, that's, that's in wise. tabletop role playing game is never, never split, split the, the party? party. Yeah, there's a reason for that. Because because the DM will always kill you. <laughs> You'll fuck with you. <laughs> that kind of okay, if we're not going to split up, how about um, certain things, Zibi? I think you might uh, agree because of your background and um, maybe a little bit of mine as well. Um, Maybe you and I are best placed to speak to Grandfather Zetembi about poor Inetta. Um Percival, you're, you're, you're full of mystery and, and wonder and amazing, obviously, with all your adventures. But I think um, yes. just purely on our background, um, not anything to do with the way you talk, just our background, I think Never we might is. be better placed to um, speak to Grandfather Zetembi. And I quickly look over without... Uh, out of eye shot as uh, Percy, I, I sort of give... Um, yeah, I give Zippy a, a very quick back me up. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think that's probably a good idea. 
if you and I don't speak to grandfather sitting there. Uh, what do you think we should do about the uh, the jug? Because I know um, Wakanga, he did say if, if we find any treasures, he'd be very interested to see what we got. But obviously, um, the jug could be quite useful for us as well. I mean, are you concerned about uh, Wakanga taking it from us? Well, not just him. It's obviously um, Sindra or Sindra or Sandra, um, who's um, paying us really Karen. Uh, to go on it. Yeah, no, not Karen. Never Karen. Karen, <laughs> shut up, Karen. Right, she, um, <laughs> Sandra. Yeah, she um, wanted us to do the expedition and paid us. But Wakanga was quite interested in, in getting his hands on oh, on any items. treasures. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, what do you think? Do you think we should show it to him? Or do you think if we show it to him, then he will, um, ex- you know, want to keep it? Or what do you well, think? Well, I mean, obviously we want to keep it. I think that's pretty clear. Um, I don't know, really. It depends whether you trust him. Do you trust him? Um, I don't know him well enough. I've I've tried a few times to um, to crack him, but um, so far he's... Um, he's He's playing a bit of a game with me, I feel, at the moment. I don't know if it's just a uh, a light game or if it's deeper rooted than that, but I, I can't quite work him out yet. I haven't... Um, yes. Is yes. it rugby or, or, or pool? I have not heard of this pool. <laughs> Definitely rugby. I, I, was think, I was thinking darts. Okay, so he's playing darts with it. And, well, I mean pointy things. Maybe not the most trustworthy. I, I would say more like the children's game uh, It. Rounders. The tag. Tag. Oh, tag. I was thinking more yes. yes. <laughs> Rounders. <laughs> children's game, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can't remember if uh, if he said he just was interested in having a look at these things rather than um, wanting to keep them for himself. Well, honestly, it says something about or happen across any such treasures or magical items you find, you bring them to him for examination out of professional curiosity, of course. He has said he would be willing to offer the party a discount on his wares should they do so. But I think the jug's actually more valuable than that in the sense of what it could help us do, you know, get through things. Yeah, I think definitely it's something that we want to keep. We don't want to... It has more benefit from a survival and exploration point of view the fact that it can make things we can use as weapons, it can make oil that we can use for exploration and trap making, it can make things we can use as food, water, it can make mayonnaise and, and, a, and a secret pocket, a dimension. A mayonnaise pocket. It's, yeah. I think it has... It's, it's only limited, really, by the imagination. I cannot wait to see you guys try and hide something in the mayo. You know, it's um, going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, happen. we can't hide the jug in the mayo because then that would uh, help. That'd be weird. I was not, you know, well, having yeah. to worry about people nicking it. <laughs> Fold into itself. <laughs> um. So I um I think we we obviously have to go and see uh, Wakanga. We have to um. I think was it him? We need to give the missives to, or was the missives to? Um, no, no, no. Was that was, to the um the guy um, that does the mapping? Yes. Dashlin, yes. Dashound, that one. Y- yes. Yeah. Dog of so man. Yeah. We, we should go and see Wakanga anyway and tell him how we're getting on so far, just to uh, touch base. But uh, do, you, do you agree that we should keep the jug quiet for now? We're not going to talk to him about the jug, is that right? Maybe, I mean, if we could possibly tell him that we've been to the temple, but there was nothing there. Maybe we could say that um, there was a plinth and it was gone, but then I don't know if he's good at knowing if anybody's telling Porky's. 
Yes, well, you, you know, you do run the risk of uh, essentially insulting somebody who's meant to be helping us. And he's the prince, so he is quite a merchant prince, so he is, you know, important here. So I don't want to um, upset anyone, especially not him. Well, theoretically, we could just play it by ear. But I, I'm not being horrible, Percival, but sometimes you are so impulsive that I don't know what you're going to say next. And it's like, <laughs> good God. So um, I, I want to be prepared if you're going to announce that we've got a jug. <laughs> not to cause offence, but <laughs> not to cause offence. Sometimes you thing. take me by the surprise, and um, I, we, we need to be sure that we know whether we're going to tell him or not, just so we don't surprise the uh, others. This is, this is adventure, Siliqui. This is what we do. We go out, we make bad decisions, and then stick to them. And lie? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Um, make up your own thing. Hang on. And he gets out <laughs> some snuff and just <laughs> puts them on the back of his hand. Sorry, where were we? What we do is we listen to Percy make bad decisions. He sticks to them. We go off and do something else. But will he not, if he tells Wakanga about the jag, will he not then drag us poor lot in with him and we have to end up having to give it back? Or not give it back, because it's not his. But would, we have to, would it not go wrong? Siliqui, you know you said that you and I were going to go and speak to Grandfather Zetembe. Yeah. I think we also ought to go and speak to Philomenad uh, <laughs> as well. Rukanga, yeah. Um, I think perhaps Percy and Rana um, maybe ought to go and investigate some rum goings on, perhaps. <laughs> rum goings on. Rana perks up at the mention of rum. <laughs> Do you think if we ask Rana um, to distract um, Percival from time to time, if it seems like Percival's going to, I don't know, say something that's going to get us in trouble, do you think we could get Rana in on um, managing you know, to... You um... I am sat here, you know. Shush, Percival. Percy, I remember, Ra- I remember Rana a little bit earlier on said he wanted to go on a quest to find a squid. Why don't you go and help him find that squid? It is in my book. I have written it down. Rana, <laughs> find squid. It would be a good adventure for your book, Percival. It's, um, it's going on a quest. And look at Rana's face. Rana, you want to see a squid, don't you, Rana? It's like a small child nodding eagerly, going, yeah, 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 squid. You can see the squid. Can you see the squid now? Look at his eyes. He totally <laughs> wants to go and see a squid. Rana is Rana is I mean he's he's really doubled down on this now. He's he's quite invested in the idea of, of, of seeing a squid. And he's annoyed that his attempt to turn into one wasn't successful. Uh, it's the first time he's tried to turn into mm-hmm. an animal and he found he couldn't do so. And he's absolutely convinced that that's because he hasn't seen a real living example. Um, and so <laughs> demon hasn't made his fourth level yet. But um, um... Any, <laughs> any reason any reason or any opportunity to see a live squid uh, preferably a live squid. Um, Rana, he's going to take that option, hundred um, percent. I will bear that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got this. I've just got this image of those two wandering around, uh, wandering around Portland and Zaro, looking for a live squid show. Excuse me, do you know? <laughs> My good man, do you know anywhere I can find a live squid? It's not that sort of establishment. Uh, Is there an aquarium? Yeah. Come back Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's just come, on, come on the back and ask for Frederick. Um, yes, he, he, he's a resident illithid. Um I've got, in that case, I've got, I've got actually I've got a much better name for uh, for an illithid. 
Humbert. Zippy. Just because it's Humbert that you're looking at. Because it's like a Humboldt squid. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Uh, I believe. Uh, Zibi, I've got an idea, and um, I speak to Zibi. I try and sort of turn my back and speak quieter so Percy can't hear me. Zibi, how about we uh, we get Percival and Lana to go and take the missus to the cartographer guy? Um, because um, hopefully they won't be able to go too wrong with that one. And um, because it's nearer to the to the sea, maybe it can go under the pretense that Rana might see a squid if he goes there, and the cartographer guy might be able to point one out. And then we're safe to go and do the other things without Percival getting in the way. What do you think? <laughs> I, know, I know you said that they can't screw it up too badly, but um, have you seen these two? <laughs> Just, just to clarify, we're, we're saying that we're not going to party, and then we've immediately come up with a plan involved directly Splits and explicitly the splitting the party. <laughs> yeah, I was also going to say, Siliqui taking Zibby to one side. You're all in the same room, like. <laughs> oh yeah, she hasn't even moved to the side. She basically turned her back to Percival and it's trying to. No, this sort of turning back, it's all like with whis- uh, mixed whispers and hand gestures it's like you know, sort of like a point of thumb over the shoulder and then sort of like making the sort of cutting cutting <laughs> sign it's like ixnay on the Percy-nay and turns around sorry Percival it's just a religion thing we're just um, doing some um, you know uh, just just a praying thing <laughs> we're just <laughs> praying to Thor Ron is happy to follow the group um, mm-hmm. but whichever option um, he doesn't really he, he's, he's not you know, he doesn't really care which thing the group does, but he was—he will throw his vote mm. in behind whatever option has the highest likelihood of involving a squid. <laughs> Fair enough. In simple terms, so it doesn't That's matter what going form to the, that... uh, going towards the water. Yeah, yeah. So any, anything that involves walking towards um, the ocean, he's there. Um, is there anywhere important in mm-hmm. Zaro that sells um, live fish? Fish market. But like, probably, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, yeah, the fish market. That's probably going to be in the red bazaar. The Grand Souk is for material goods. Oh, okay. I mean, there are there are food shops there as well, mm. but the red bazaar is much more a kind of everyday food Supermarket. Yeah. Uh, fish market, like farmers <laughs> market kind of thing. Yeah, and that's literally just outside. Um, and, and we have to walk through that in order to go north to go and speak to Father Tsembe and speak yeah. to Wakanga and potentially see the mm. map guy as well. Um, and so almost anything we want to do we have to walk through that so Rana is yeah. R- Rana is going to basically say yeah we should all go as a group um, but Rana is going to absolutely insist that we go through the Red Bazaar um, in the hope of seeing a squid Rana I wanted to um, go and speak to the barman quickly can you come with me a minute yeah we'll try our hardest to find a squid for you because I know it's important um, can I get you to, to do something it'll be really helpful and then after that we will try our hardest to find a live squid for you um, we we need to go and speak to grandfather's attempt to tell him about poor Annette um, and we need to be very careful because it's upsetting for people like grandfather's attempt because they, they are not fighters and it was tragic how she died and then we need to go to Wakanda to talk to him about what happened but I don't get me wrong I like Percival but sometimes he can say really stupid things and get us in trouble so um, if it's alright with you if we all go together to these places with friends like these if um, if we um, if we all can go I just together point out, I don't know of any moment that this has actually happened 
<laughs> Percival what? has said plenty of stupid shit. I don't think he's ever got anyone in trouble. We're lucky that he hasn't got us in trouble so far. There's a luck element. Uh, no, that, that was Zippy um, in about the second um, episode. It's fine. It was, yeah. yeah but, that was, yeah. But, you know, that was a whoopsie. Zippy meant well, who's trying to stop something happening. <laughs> it was meant in good, you know, good way. Um, when we go to speak to these people, if you hear Percival sounding like he's about to say something really stupid or does start saying something stupid can you distract him so we get away with it a bit more and then after that when we take the missives we can speak to the man there because there's the sea around there to see if anybody knows where any squid are so you can see a live one Rana's happy with this plan um and agrees agrees to it wholeheartedly he starts thinking about how he's going to distract Percival Thank you, Rana. It's really important mm. to me, and I appreciate it. Oh, God. Uh, at this point, um, Rana <laughs> has decided, now that it's just him and him and, and Silipi having a chat, R- Rana has a request. And he says, um, you, you are good at making images on things, yes? Yes, I try. Rana nods and says, I have noticed that sometimes when I change my shape people do not take this well okay I think people are confused if they've not seen a, a druid or a shape changer they don't know what it is Rana nods and says Rana needs a way to make people know that Rana is Rana and then produces like from his pouch like a little piece of wood uh, like with like a loop of like vine on it and says uh, mm. can write on this I am Rana and then I hand it and then say um, when I change I can wear people will know Tiger Rana is just Rana and then nods and then pats it on the shoulder and then turns around <laughs> and just walks off which is basically like me to make you a collar Yes. Question. Yes. Question. Okay. <laughs> how how long have you thought of this, Toby? Uh, I, 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 to be honest, <laughs> after the whole getting hogtied thing, this has annoyed Rana for some time that people keep <laughs> trying to kill him. Yeah. And I've been thinking, to be honest, for a lot, ever since well, the, the first the, the first two or three times people got horrified, and I've been trying to think of some way <laughs> to uh, allow me to shape shift. <laughs> in ways that don't result in me instantly getting killed by people who are our friends. And short of just shouting, I am a druid at the top of my voice in every, as soon as I meet anyone, hi, I'm Rana, I am a druid and I shape you. That's the first sentence any time I meet a person. And it it, it, it says in the rules that you can have clothing or items meld with you or not. And Mm. it it is compatible with your form, you can keep them. So I figure if I have a sign Mm. that basically says, I am Rana, not a monster, or I am mm. a druid, around, or I am Rana the druid. Mm. And so when I change into a tiger, I have like a necklace that says, it might make me a mm. bit more, it might not work. You know, if I turn into so, a spider, I mean, a spider with a sign hanging off its face is still, it's still a spider <laughs> the size of a horse. So, so I'm not sure people get yeah. notice. But this is Rana's idea. I was about to say, you know how you get, um, like, doglies like slip ones where you sort of pull it over the head and it, it changes mm-hmm. size you know without without the buckle part you know that like way it could just change size depending slip, on the size of the neck not. yeah so that kind of yeah. thing would work quite well for a different size beast and so we think about it a bit and decides um she's going to make you a collar that's bright yellow uh, that says i am friendly around it 
and then giant <laughs> spider it's like, yeah. I am friendly uh, it's a friendly colour for nervous dogs you know it's the same thing it's basically she's going to make a big colour that's bright yellow so it, it shows up you know uh, so people can see it from a distance that there's something on there it's not, you're not just a giant spider of evil um, and then on the disc thing um, she can put if lost, he's uh, returned. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> she puts like Rana and then puts on it something like um, not a wear tiger. <laughs> and then Druid, not a wear tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Property of Siliqui. Uh, if bound, please return. Please return to the guest suite at the Giggling Squid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's also, if a magic user, here's a lock of my hair to get in contact with me. <laughs> Just a little bit down the end that says, uh, I enjoy tickles behind the ears. <laughs> no no loud bangs nearby, please. Yeah. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for some time, and this is the only reasonable way I could come up with of at least give, having some vague way that I can shapeshift in semi-civilised places without being killed or sight. That's a loose mm. definition of reasonable. Um. Uh, so on, the, on, on the front of this, um, on the front of the wooden plaque, mm. um, Siliqui is also going to try and do a little interpretation drawing of what Rana really looks like face-wise, just his face, the smile. So like she says to Rana, if I do a picture of you on the front as well, um, so look at your nice friendly face so they know you know it's what you look like when you're not a big I was gonna say bear. I was gonna say are you are you just doing this at the bar like it's just is this your evening is you're spending your evening they've gone downstairs haven't they so um, she could do a quick sketch if you like hey, you guys you guys went downstairs to the bar the last yeah, I heard yeah. you yeah. you yeah, moving yeah, you so I just I'm just imagining you guys pulled up a chair at the bar and the bartender was there like waiting to take your order but you've just been talking to each other rather than doing anything with the bar so, so yeah um that, that okay. was my plan, and, and if, if, if Silk could do that at some point when there's downtime, hasn't got to be now, mm-hmm. but whenever, you know, before bed yeah. in the morning, before breakfast, if she's got some time, she can make me like a little, a nice I am the friendly car. monster that smiles, kind of, <laughs> you know, vibe, um, dog collar thing. Okay, uh, this, is, this is so disturbing. <laughs> I will take it under advisement when I'm determining how people react to you, Rana. Because I do recognise that it is frustrating to have that. But the circumstances where you have shapeshifted, in some instances I have rolled to determine how people react to it. They still may react the same, but at least that way they can go, hang on, is that a spider with a collar on? Oh no, what the hell is that? oh no, no. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, this, this is my attempt to, to add an element of whimsical disbelief into people's <laughs> visions of what they see. <laughs> Um, and that that might that might yeah. make them pause, or it might make them think they're even madder uh, than they thought they were already, and mm. might, might make them more likely to attack me. I don't know, um, but I thought mm. it would be amusing to have you know like an Allosaurus with a little smiley face tag, you know, yeah. running around or something. Yeah, I'm more so. interested. I'm more interested to see the spider with a collar around its neck. I'm friendly. <laughs> don't attack me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Siliqui, are you doing that this evening, or are you are you just you're using this as an excuse to chat and go back up? Um, I I was doing it. Actually, I'm in the same room as uh, Rana anyway, yeah. and when we go back upstairs, so I can draw him upstairs. Um, and and we were halfway through a conversation, then you guys left. We were. <laughs> yeah, because this is the point I'm trying to get back to: is you guys haven't actually decided what you're doing. Yeah. Rana, just not to embarrass um, uh, Percival, we should probably grab something from the bar to take upstairs the, to, for the reason why I needed you. Um, what should we grab? <laughs> What should we buy? <laughs> more, alcohol. <laughs> more alcohol. Rana just points to like a roast fowl or something. He sees like being carried out the kitchen, and just uh, just um, says to the barman, uh, 
one of these he thinks about it each and then points up to the room and then um, just puts down a gold piece on the bar not really caring about the denomination and then just uh, walks off upstairs okay so the food is included in your room so it's kind of Rana Rana didn't realise that so Rana's just going to pay a gold anyway and just walk upstairs That's, that's fine Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Take my money. You, yeah. you pulled an electrum from somewhere earlier. I don't know where you got it from. <laughs> um, um, oh yeah, that's true. I just I was just looking at denominations. Uh, so oh, that's true. Yeah, we wouldn't have one. In which case, yeah, yeah, it, it was just it was a, it was more silver. More than silver than was appropriate. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, fix it in post because yeah, it's electrum. <laughs> I have been told before that because I, I do that as well as I use it as like a denomination of just like half a gold piece. But D and D is meant to be like a quite a rare coin that you wouldn't find normally. It's more than gold, isn't it? It's like platinum. No, yeah. no, platinum's more than gold. Platinum is ten gold pieces, and, and the electrum is half a gold piece. Oh, okay. It's just not used for fifty p. Yeah. <laughs> Or yeah, fifty yeah, fifty p is the way of thinking because it's it's worth yeah. ten uh, silver pieces. No, not uh, five silver pieces. Yeah, yeah, and they're worth ten copper pieces. So yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. You guys grab yourselves some roast fowl and take it back up to the room. Um, Siliqui also, um, as Rana's marching ahead with with carrying a lot of it, um, she says, "I don't suppose you've got any nuts? I don't want to tell him." Asks the barman for some nuts instead. <laughs> She doesn't give him the foul, but she, she basically <laughs> chucks a couple of silver on there just for a few nuts, just to not hurt Rana's feelings of being a kind gesture. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we established before there were vegetarian options yeah. here. So, yeah, so he can, he can give you a, a roast nut and fruit combination. I'd probably, like, uh, sit next to Zibri and say, Zibri, um, do, 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 you want, do you want this um, foul? I, I, uh, it, it was on Rana and I didn't want to, you know, upset him. <laughs> I... That'd be very nice. Thank you very much. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I shiftily, you know, give him the leg, whatever it is. <laughs> I, do you know what? Oh, I'm not going to make you roll a sleight of hand to, to get that pass without Rana. I think... Get over there! <laughs> I get the feeling, Rana, you probably would just be like, oh, she doesn't want a bird. Fair enough. Rana just views it as it's just, it's just more protein. And uh, Rana likes protein, so Rana's just going to mm. chow down. That's cool. I believe you guys were in the process of making a decision about what you were going to do. Yeah. So, sorry about that. Uh, I went downstairs to get food with Rana. Um, what order should we do things? Should we go and drop the missives first, or should we go to Wakanga? Or- I don't think it's just that. There's actually a couple of other things I've got in my little notebook here. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so we need to deliver the missives to Dashlin. Um and that's that's over in the uh, it's, there, isn't it? it's like the yeah, northwest part. That is Dashland's over here. Yeah, mm. northeast. Uh, no, that's northwest. Oh yeah. It's because the map. Oh, is... it is. Yeah, because yeah. the map's not. I was thinking of this being north, and it's, it's not. Yeah, it's the not. Maps. Well, I know. Now I think. Yeah, it's not. Yes. Aha. Up is up is west. Um, Sorry, Percival. I got my uh, things the wrong way round. It is northwest. No, that's okay. Yes. I completely understand. You're not eating quite enough fowl, I understand. I'm just getting confused. It's okay. Uh, so we've got the jug. We'll deal with Kunga when we see him. Um, uh, we need to talk to Father uh, Grandfather Zatembe about Inette. I think um, we might want to talk to Grandfather Zatembe in the morning because it's not the uh, nice uh, thing to tell him at okay. night before he goes to bed. So maybe well, I, imagine he wants, I imagine he wants to know. Yes. Um, um, 
we need to talk to uh, this 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 dwarf, uh, Masherip, I think his name was. Uh, is uh, Albino Dwarf, I think I, it was? Yes, he's one of the merchant prince. Is he one of the merchant princes or something? No, no, no we need to talk to no. Jubal. Um, he's, he, um, apparently he's one of the guides. Uh, oh, yeah, he's so. got the, he's the dwarf with the metal forge, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so perhaps if if we talk to uh, to Wakanga and see if we can set up a meeting with Jobal. That's a good idea, and then he might be able to put us in contact with Masharib. Uh, we do need to decide whether we're going to tell Wakanga about the jug, because if we're not, I'm, I'm not being horrible, uh, Percival, but you do need to shut up about it when we get there. I won't tell him about the jug. I'm not a moron, you know. <laughs> Just crickets in the background. Silence. Just, just silence. <laughs> <laughs> Tumbleweed. <laughs> and so, okay. Well, there's this one other thing I did want to bring up, actually. I, I mean, call me crazy, but did other people see this strange lobster man that was following us for most of our journey? I didn't see. I did hear that um, poor Lynette, bless her soul, um, did see one. I'm annoyed that I didn't get her to draw it for me or describe it properly so I could draw it before she suddenly passed. There, there was, was also that that moment when when uh, there was one travelling, I think it was a, uh, some kind of lobster person. He, he seemed to be in the water and following he us. He pops out the water, didn't he? His head raised out the water and went back again or something. So it was a case of the eyes popping out of the water. Yeah. So essentially what, what Annette said she saw was she said she saw a pair of eyes on stalks, as you would expect, sort of like from a crab. But that was poking up above a tree. Yeah. But when you went to go and investigate, there was nothing there. And then Rana spotted a pair of eye stalks that were sticking out of the water. And when he made motions towards it, there was a disturbance in the water as if something large under the water had suddenly moved away. And it just sort of disappeared but you didn't have anything else. Like, through what Annette saw, you guys had, I think it was Rana, sort of filled you mm. in on this fact that there is apparently, there is a legend that lobster folk exist yep. deep in the yep. jungles of Cholt. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that is what your minds would go to, but you didn't actually get any confirmation as to whether or not that's what you saw, or if yes. even you actually really saw anything. You saw a pair of eyes, you saw a disturbance, but you didn't actually see... I was just wondering if... Uh if we could do any research on this thing. We can try and ask. Maybe speak to Grandfather Zetembe. And also, um, as he can scry, and we know the name of the uh, soul manga, it's worth speaking about that. Um, so yeah, exactly. So that's doing in the morning. I also, I did see um, something with the long red robes as well, um, the hooded robes with shining kind of pinpricks, um, eyes or something in the robes. Very well, yes, yeah. I think that uh, it would be a good idea to try and find somewhere where we can do some research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for um, research, what would jump to your minds uh, for that would be either Wakanga, uh, which you remember from sort of meeting him before, is the merchant prince in charge of, well, I say in charge of, he specialises in both the arcane and lore of Cholt. He specifically trades in knowledge about the history of Cholt. So he's definitely the guy to ask, really. Yeah, he's yeah. probably going to be, for, for information about Cholt, he's going to be the guy to ask about whether or not he knows any sort of tidbits about the island. 
um, or about any sort of, you know, what, you mm. know, what does he know about these ancient places of the people in the city? It's either him or the Temple of Savras, because, of course, yeah. they're divination based. Mm. If you know the sort of like name things or you, you know, wanted to find out some particular information, depending on what it is, they can do their whole sort of divination thing and find that out for you um, at a cost. But they will do their best. OK. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fair enough. That, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Just to just to give you an idea of what your options are, and it still sort of boils down to Templar Severas, Wakanga, and Derek. Really, are the sort of the three places you sound like you're sort of looking to go to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And okay. I suppose the question is whether or not do you go tomorrow and sort of do it all in one day, or do you perhaps try and go to one of them tonight? Um, bearing in mind that with the time frame you're under, you probably will only make um, it to one of them. I think, given that most um, the most of the places are actually probably tomorrow. Yeah, most of the places are in the same place. So I guess if we hang on till tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's better yeah. Yeah. in one go. If we start in the morning, we can sort of do everything in one go, and it's yeah. Okay. The night passes. Um, you guys head off to your individual rooms again. Mm -hmm. Siliqui in. You're in Rana's room. Uh, Rana, you, you're a little bit drunk still. Sort of that's, that's still kind of, you know, carried over. Um, but you, in the middle of the night, you do see Siliqui sort of up. Seems to be painting. Can't quite see what she's painting, but she's sort of, she's doing doing her own thing. You just sort of roll back over. Percival and Zibby, I can imagine there's sort of an element of, you know, maybe, I don't know, just, you know, who's snoring the loudest. Um, <laughs> probably Percival. Um <laughs> I mean, Does he snort there? <laughs> 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 Some bizarre. <laughs> it shouldn't be a snore. It shouldn't be a snore at all. It should no. When the morning comes, um, it comes with. Is there a change in the weather? Bear with me while I just find out. Uh, there is not a change in the weather. Yeah. Well, it does mean it's a bit rain. Cool, it? <laughs> well, yeah, it's still quite moderate rain. So, the, you know, you sort of come down. The tavern's still boarded up. It's not been thrown open to accept people. And there's, it's still quite heavy. When you step outside, you do find that the the sort of the roads, the roads are all paved flagstones. So there's not like, you know, mud everywhere. But the channels that lead down to the harbour have got a fair amount of rainwater running through them. Where are you guys going to go first then? I think you guys said that you wanted to go to either Zatembe or Wakanga first. I think probably Zatembe first, get it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just in case you wouldn't want, I don't know, somebody getting a message over to him first, we're back in town and, you know, then it's not with us. So at least this way he'll hear it from us mm -hmm. ASAP. Mm -hmm. So you make your way westward, travelling through the city, making your way past the Grand Souk. It's early morning, so there's not as many merchants out. Just sort of, there's a few more sort of just setting up, getting ready, gearing up for the day. Because, you know, regardless of the weather, trade doesn't stop. You head on up through the merchant's ward and you make your way to the Temple of Sevras. You can see this wonderful dome that is a little bit lost in the clouds because of the weather. Mm -hmm. Gary, at the door, greets you as a sort of uh, friendly greeting. Just kind of, oh, you're back. Fabulous. Though you do see him sort of once or twice, he kind of looks as if he's looking past you, trying to look for somebody else. Yeah. And he, uh, when asked, he directs you to Father Satembe's uh, study. And within a short time, you know, Grandfather Satembe was probably doing something in the temple's library. He comes on down and he says, Ah, friends, 
How how are you? He sort of hobbles up and just says, "You managed to make it safely back from the jungle. Fantastic." Grandfather, are you okay to take a seat? We need, we do need to talk to you. Ah, it's, it is my own temple. Of course, I can take a seat. What? Tell me. What? What did you find? Where's Where's Annette? And has he sat down now? Uh, yes, he will have taken a seat. Um, I'm very sorry to say, uh, we she she was um amazing. She was really really helpful. And she um she was a very good girl. But sadly, um, with some of these adventures, they can sometimes be very really quite dangerous. And um, oh. we came across a temple that Annette was very very interested in, and she helped us immensely with translating some of the um the runes and things on it. She was she was fantastic. She's um we we're very proud of her. But um the temple was full of booby traps. It was uh, full of all sorts of traps and things and, and she was very interested to uh to know what was inside, being of her inquisitive nature, we you know, with with liking to find out the history. And uh, uh sadly one of the traps included um fire um and there was a fall it, it triggered the trap. We did try everything we could to um, to help, but uh, but sadly, um, she did pass away. Grandfather Satembe listens to listens to your tale with at first uh, a kind of a kind of look of uh, interest. You know, definitely, it's always interesting to hear of the jungle especially of the temple that you guys went to things things like these ruins live on in legends um but most children sort of believe that they are just kind of lost to their culture but his face his face falls as you talk of the booby traps and you can sort of see in his eyes he's he's worked out what you're going to say before you say it and he sighs and he just bows his head Zibi steps forwards with uh, Inet's headscarf in his hands and said, she was a brave girl. I thought you could say head for a minute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 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 oh my God. I heard the first syllable <laughs> and I missed, I, just my heart just dropped. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Now you question the bag that Zibby had over his shoulder. Sorry for ruining the moment, but oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, back in character. <laughs> yes, that slightly oh. broke. Slightly broke the immersion there. <laughs> yeah, very slight. So yeah, you, he steps oh. forward with Annette's, uh, sort of uh, holding Annette's headscarf in both hands. You know, to sort of, you know, uh, like yeah. offering it to him. Like in a kind of like when they fold up the mm. cloth that goes over the top of the coffee. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, it's a, uh, she's a brave girl. Um, up until the point where the trap was activated, um, she was enjoying herself very much. Um, she seemed to be doing what she loved. Uh, it's just unfortunate that uh, the temple uh, dedicated to Obtau was where she fell see i thank you she she was very brave she she was no hindrance on us at all she um she even started learning to um a better defense and fighting she's a very good student and she became a friend as well she was um helpful uh, she helped she knew more than any of us about some of the things she's very book smart was Annette. she was always fascinated with the history of this of this land. 
thank you. Thank you for bringing me this. At this point, Percival yeah. just steps forward and he bows his head. I, I ever so slightly <laughs> kick the side of Rana's foot as in watch him just in case. <laughs> Rana, Rana gasps suddenly and says, Percy, puts his hand on his serve and then uh, points over Percy's shoulder through the open door. <laughs> <laughs> For, says, for a moment that Percival looks. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I was actually gonna overrule here and just let let Percival say what what he's going to say because he's he's stepping forward and saying it. And yeah, I want to see okay. see what Percy has got to say. Okay, okay. Um, so per- Percival steps forward and he bows his head. He says, uh, uh, "Grandfather, um, Satembe, you need." stood shoulder to shoulder with us. She was truly a very special person. We grew to know her like a sister. And I know that not a day will go by without one of us remembering her. I am sorry for your loss. And he just takes a step back. That was very eloquent, Percival. That was beautiful. Rana lets out a sigh of relief and <laughs> and, and lowers his hand <laughs> when he was going to point. Zibi moves to the point where he can uh, gently put his hand on uh, Percy's shoulder. I I'm not going to lie that 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 sent shivers down my spine to be honest um, yeah that's very well done that was yeah uh, grandfather yeah. can I can I just um, it's only a small thing and obviously it never it will ever replace in that um, she was a wonderful girl um, but I would like to give you this for her I um, I captured it from my imagination of um, what I think of as Evanette so it's um, it's Annette's image but it's Annette as the hero she was she was brave she stood with us, she fought as well. She she did everything that any hero could do. So mm. I I present to you this painting. Grandfather's Tembe has, quite frankly, I think, tears in his eyes at this point. He is doing his best to remain <laughs> not stoic. civilized about this, but to to remain yes, to remain stoic, but it's you know, it's yeah. it's it's cracking. He he too seems a little taken aback at the sincerity that comes from Percival. But he takes the headscarf and he takes the portrait and he says, Thank you. Thank you so much for for letting letting me know and for, for these these wonderful gifts. What what happened what happened to her body? We wanted to um, try and bring it back for you um, so she could have a proper send-off here. But unfortunately, there's evil around the lands and we were not able to bring her back safely. Sadly, the headscarf is the nearest to her that we could bring back for you. He, he sighs again and kind of looks down, just sort of shaking his head. Must remember in these times, even, even with the body, it is beyond our power to recall ones from the dead anymore. That's what we are concerned about. We did give her a send-off. We did say some prayers and we did uh, we did bury her and give her a send-off. And Zibi said some words. She was, as you say, a very brave and intelligent student. One of my best. 
This is a terrible tragedy. I thank you again for doing what you've done, for showing the respect for my student, for my friend. I... I'm... I'm... I'm at a loss. As her leader here at the temple, it is... It's my responsibility to find her parents and, and tell them the truth. And at least... With your input, I can tell them the truth. And it won't be a case of... Her disappearing, I suppose. There is some comfort in that. We are not wealthy here. I would offer you any help that is in my power. If you need questions answered, you need only ask. We will do what we can. Yes, yes. What one of my conversations that I had with her, she she did confirm for me that if we knew the name of the death curse, then that may be able to help us some. And I think we do know the name, my friend. You? You know the name? Yes. The name of the source? Well, we think so. We're not entirely certain. I suppose we're only really going to know when it's right there in our hands. We do have a name, but we're not... We, maybe that, it may be something else. We're not sure, but it, it could help us. At least give us a clue. A name is... It's better than nothing. It's gives us something, something to focus on, something to penetrate deeper into whatever veils have been set up about this terrible, terrible curse. And so, what, what is, what is the name? Does the name Soulmonger mean anything to you? Zatembe thinks for a second, but then shakes his head. No, it does not. It is a horrible name and frightening implications, but I do not recall hearing or reading about anything with such a name. But knowing the name will help us. I'm sure of that. Return tomorrow and I will be able to tell you what we can glean from our scrying. Actually, Grandmother, um, there is one more thing. Um mm-hmm. I, I should ask. Um, it's a bit of a strange one, um, but our dear Anna here—he's a lovely guy as well. He has a personal quest. He would really, really like to see a live squid. But I don't suppose you know anywhere in Chult where he may see a live squid, do you? A, a live squid? I preferably. I do. I don't. I. I really. Well. Sometimes, I mean, the fish markets, if you get them early in the morning, they'll they'll have caught a few squid. Um, will they be alive still, or will they be dead by then? Uh, depends on exactly how soon after they come off the boat. Maybe we go to the fish market, and if there's none alive, we might be able to speak to them about where they go to get them, and um, what part of the sea, and see if Rana mm. might be able to see them then. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yes, crack of <laughs> crack of dawn is pretty much when you're going to. Um, so it's stepping in here with my marine biology <laughs> knowledge, um, just name dropping that. 
Um, best time to catch squid is generally sort of it's at night because the squid come up um, under the cover of darkness in order to feed on plankton in the upper layer of the water. Uh, don't they fish for them with uh, boats with huge lights around them? Yes, because they are attracted to the light, yeah. thinking that it's um, phosphorescent algae. They lie. And some squid in particular, especially in the tropics, have this wonderful little thing that is slightly morbid when you see how many of them there are, but essentially they can use phosphorescence on the ends of their tentacles and you essentially get this sort of firefly-like effect where you've got this net full of little blinking lights, mm. which is all the different squid. Again, it's a bit like glow sticks where they're kind of like raving with their tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it's beautiful until you realise that it's like, it's masses upon masses of squid that are being caught to yeah. literally be eaten, well, yeah. which is, that makes it a little more morbid, but... But yeah, I, I would say what Grandfather Satembe would be able to tell you is that, yeah, crack of the dawn, the fish markets would have things like squid um, that would be caught late at night. But it probably isn't like the whole fleet don't go out and fish at night. It's probably just a few people yeah. that would that would bother um, just because of the, you know, the time periods they'd have to be working over. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Grandfather. If there's anything else we can do at all for you, I'm, I'm so sorry that um, of the passing of Annette. And if you need any help at all, to speak to her parents or or anything we can do. Honestly, just just ask. It's no it's no no bother. And um, we we are very sorry. Uh, if you need anything at all, you can find Thank us you. at the Giggling Squid. Thank you. Thank you so very much. It's. I, I feel quite quite lightheaded to be honest there is much that I that I need to do but if I do need you you can be sure I will I will contact you I, you do that brother but as I say return tomorrow and I will tell you what I know um, we shall do Zibi makes some, some form of um, obeisance to him and then sort of leaves for the rest mm-hmm as you guys leave, Siliqui, I think with you sort of like, you're sort of presenting the portrait. So you, as the others start filing out, you pop it down and turn to leave. Mm -hmm. Just before you go out the door, you hear behind you a very hoarse voice, which says to you, The one who killed Phoenix is coming. Beware the thunder. 